Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. When David came to Manaheim, Shobi, son of Nahash, from Rabbath of the Ammonites, and Mechir, son of Amiel, from Lodbar, and Barzillai, the Gileadite, from Rogalim, brought beds, basins, and earthen vessels, wheat, barley, meal, parched grain, beans and lentils, honey and curds, sheep and cheese from the herd, for David and the people with him to eat. For they said, The troops are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A gospel reading from the sixth chapter of John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. As it so often is, the journey for me began with an invitation. Come and help. And if I'm being honest, I knew about this opportunity for a while, but it wasn't until I was asked, well, first by Deacon Nina, but then actually by one of the volunteer directors to come and help, that I actually stepped up and did it. That ever happened to you too? You're like, ah, I'm thinking, man, this would be a really great idea. Uh, and then someone actually asks you to do it or to try something or to actually participate in something. And you're like, wow, my heart was already thinking about that. And that just kind of gave me that last little nudge. For me, this time, it was being asked to help prepare a meal for Shobi's table. Now, maybe you've seen some invitations for it in our weekly emails, and we'll make sure that's back in our emails this week. But the invitation was to just come and cook or clean and to be able to help out. Can you give three hours of your time to serve in a way that would be fun, rewarding, and delicious? So I served two weeks ago, and I, since then, have received more invitations to return I've been asked, hey, we would love to have you come back. And if you want to come back, come and bring some friends with you. And as I look out at all my friends, I would love it if you also tried this. And I'll make sure by the end of this uh, next few minutes that you will be so on fire for this idea that you'll be like, yeah, I would love to do that too. 
But I know what your first question is. Well, I know what your second question is. I know what your first question is, but I'll get to that in a minute. Your, your second question is, what's Shobi's table? So our reader for the lesson today, Deacon uh, Kari Olson, she got called into this ministry through the St. Paul Area Synod, and it's a food truck ministry. So she operates a food truck where meals get prepared. The food prep actually happens in the basement of Christ Lutheran Church, which is on Capitol Hill. And it's, uh, the kitchen is used to be able to prepare these delicious homemade meals. A lot of the food comes in uh, where the, a lot of the ingredients come in through donations, like this huge basket of kale that I got to chop up all day. Um, so I really enjoy just being able to take each of these little tasks that were put before me and to be able to, to know that the items that were being pr- uh, donated and provided would then go to help feed the community. Uh, so as these meals were finished baking and we could smell the bread in the oven, we were loading the meals up into their food truck. And this blue food truck then goes out to the community and, and it's able to help serve in neighborhoods where typically there's larger populations of homeless or low-income individuals. And on the sign, it's even, it even says at the bottom there, pay as you can. This idea that you can show up and have this meal. You don't have to pay. Uh, this food is for you. It's more of an invitation to say, we want you to come in and be able to receive something that will provide you some nourishment. And on this particular day, the, tr- the truck actually was right outside the parking lot of where the kitchen was. It was at Christ Lutheran Church across the street from the state capitol, just kitty corner. So I appreciated just being able to be in this area, knowing that you know, a lot of the neighborhood uh, would be able to come to this meal that happened after we'd prepare, uh, prepared it in the morning. So we got everything done. We loaded up the food truck, and my shift was done. I was like, well, it's noon. Now, now what do I do? Um, and then in my head, I started thinking about all the important meetings that I had that afternoon. Uh, I, I, Dave Kegel's uh, prayer lab from last week, you know, you, the, the, uh, you're always busy and you're thinking about what you're doing. I'm like, yep, that's true, right? Like I'm thinking about all of the things that I need to do. But then I asked the, the volunteer coordinator, Danielle, I said, look, I know that I'm technically done with my shift, but like what, what's next? And she said, well, do you want to come with me and invite people from the neighborhood to come and eat? And my first thought in my head was, I'm going to be honest with you, was like, nope, thanks, I'm good, that's your job. Like, that's scary, right? Like, this, this invitation to go out and tell people you've never met to come have this meal that I haven't actually tried, well, I tried a little bit of it, so I knew it was really good. But it was, it was scary. I'm like, I, I don't think so. But then I knew I had to go. Like, I knew that I had to go out in the neighborhood with her. So I tagged along, and I walked around the neighborhood with her. And we went into a couple of shops, and, and she had these postcards inviting people. And she, you could tell she had built up a relationship with some of the people. They recognized her from previous weeks. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll make sure to come over. we got to get some of that food. We knew, they knew how good it was. I realized the power of invitation, how important it was that people could respond with a smile. And so as I returned to the food truck... I enjoyed some of the lasagna and the orzo salad with kale, mind you, uh, that, of course, many of the people uh, who we invited showed up and ate. There were St. Paul police officers in the neighborhood who were hanging out with our neighbors. There were legislators who walked over from the Capitol. There were shopkeepers who came and swung by for a bite to eat, and all of them then participated in conversation with each other. Pastor Joy from Christ Lutheran and I had lunch together. And we were able to have that fellowship and that communion and check in. Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing with everything that's going on with with COVID right now? And so this is the spirit of being in community together. You know, it's not complicated, is it? Like, it's food. It's it's like cake and candy. And and it's like, it's remembering that those are the times of fellowship that we really can cling to. And really, those are the memories that we have. And so Shobi's Table 
is this way of being able to connect with our neighborhood. And this truck can drive all over the St. Paul area and be able to deliver these meals and be able to, to share in that. But what was your first question? Who the heck is Shobi? I mean, like, even the most biblically literate of you out there, I bet you're like, oh, I know the Bible inside and out. And you're like, who is Shobi? Who is this guy? I mean, I'd never heard of him the first time I heard about Shobi's table. And so, of course, Kari has had a lot of practice, right? She's had to say the story of Shobi quite a bit. And so Shobi was this man in the Old Testament who provides radical hospitality to King David, right? So King David is fighting his battles. He's out and about. He's trying to evade an enemy, and King David's soldiers are hungry, and this is a time of need for them. So Shobi, recognizing that, is able to provide this abundant feast for them. Bread, lentils, mm, honey, barley, beans, and fellowship and a safe place to eat. But here's the the deal about King David. King David's at war, and you might be thinking, well, who's he at war with? You know, when I tell you King David and you think about, you know, his enemies, who's the other first name that comes to mind? Saul, yeah, and what, what put King David on the map? Goliath, right? Goliath, Agath, and the Philistines. They're not at battle with the Philistines right now, so they must be at, at battle with one of these other armies with those names that you can't pronounce, right? Like, I don't know how Kari named all of that stuff, but she did it like it was something that just rolled right off of her tongue. He's actually pitted against his own son, Absalom. Army against army, and you thought your family had nasty fights. Here he is, fighting against his own son, and, and Shobi from the Ammonites has agreed to feed him and provide for him and help him and his troops. You see, the mission of Shobi's table and choosing this very obscure Bible passage is this thought of bringing people together and bringing them around this incredible dinner table that God has set for God's people. When we gather together and when we celebrate the communion in a little bit, we talk about the body and blood. We think about the bread and the wine. We think about how it's hard for us as Christians to not think about the Last Supper. That's where my mind goes. But the reading from John 6 doesn't have anything to do with what happens later. I mean, it does. It builds to that, but it's not the Last Supper dialogue. It's actually Jesus talking to this audience in the synagogue, and and they're all like, what are you talking about? Like, read that again when you go home, and you're like, this is crazy. Who would actually believe this? Like, he's telling them to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Like, I don't know how you would respond, but like, Jesus, I don't know about that. I'm a vegetarian. I don't think I can participate in this. True story. Jewish customs would have gone against all that Jesus is saying. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And maybe we get hung up on the biology part of it, but the theology behind it, What is Jesus actually telling us here? It's a powerful reminder of what God invites us into. And there's that invitation word again. Invitation. It's all about invitation. Communion is invitation. And this is a way to accept all of that forgiveness that God is offering us. Whatever we say, whatever we think, whatever we've done, that God's forgiving us. And we are made new. Each and every bite that we take of this communion strengthens us for the faith journey that we have that's ahead of us. We're invited to be able to take Jesus in and then get transformed by the presence of Christ in our lives. One of my favorite writers, Pastor Brian, sums it up like this. He said, when we eat bread and we drink the wine or eat donuts or drink coffee or pretzels and beer 
I love his ideas here. Whatever those things are that we are consuming, it's that food and drink that ends up nourishing our blood. It's like the cake and the candy. It's the things that we take in that nourish, and they, they get distributed to every single part of our body, right? The biological fact can present a very graphic picture of Jesus remaining inside of us, but Jesus is not just in our heart or in our head, but Jesus, when we consume the bread and wine, actually becomes part of every nook and cranny of our entire being. So then, think about it this way, then we can actually think about, as we take in the communion, that Jesus is going all the way to our pinky or to our earlobe. Wherever the chewed bread and drunk wine has gone, Jesus is there. So Jesus is here, folks. He's in each and every single one of us. So how do we process that invitation? Shobi's Table is a community. And you can tell by all of the folks who've come in and joined in into this ministry, Shobi's Table say that they are a community of people who respect and love each other, no matter where they come from, that they honor and respect each other's story, and they want to learn more about each other. We seek to be a welcoming place where people can feel at home, and we ask that each person that comes to be part of our community actively loves and respects the other people that they are present with in some ways. So where do we go from here, folks? What's our invitation? What are we being invited into now as a church, but individually? Where are we being invited? Well, certainly if you want to be a volunteer at Shobi's Table, give me a call. I'd love to go serve a meal with you or cut some more kale. Or think about the vegetables that you are growing in your gardens that you're giving as an abundance to be able to help feed our neighbors. Think about the ways that Settled is now helping develop this community in St. Paul for tiny houses to be able to, to help provide a neighborhood and a community for people. How are we dwelling with our neighbors in important ways? Serving, feeding, praying, caring, whatever that is, you name it, we are called into that. We lift each other up. We take care of each other because we are a community. The love of Christ is found in every single bite of communion that we are about to take. So I invite you to take a nibble and know that that bite of food goes with you as you go out into this world. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.